Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th. Ooh, man. We're live with another live and undead. How tantalizing. Dead. I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by Late Night Ghouls! Technical, technical, technical stuff. Oh, come on. Let's add the ladies into the stream. There they are. Hello. Hi. Kim and Liz, how are you? Awesome. We're doing okay. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, Kim, you go by the moniker Crazy Sexy Ghoul. And Liz, oh, you are Pretty Hate Machine. My gosh. I, it sounds like you, uh, you're your own, uh, you know, uh, stage names for amazing bands. I love it. <laughs> we miss that boat. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just there's never, uh, you know, any time, you know, that uh, is, is uh, the wrong time. Yeah. You know, right now, sure. just hop in there, you know, make some music. I, I'm telling you. Um, ladies, you know, thanks for being so generous with your time coming on the show. Uh, you you have an amazing podcast, Late Night Ghouls. Can can you tell us a little bit about that, uh, about yourselves, and and how how the two of you teamed up for this uh, amazing venture? Well, I do always think it's funny that we met online, and both of our um, usernames are references to '90s albums that were amazing. <laughs> so I think it was Kismet because it was. You love 90s music and horror? Do you want to be best friends? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Plus, we both have bangs. You know, obviously, that's how that goes. <laughs> that, that's the, the uniting factor. But the real story of how we started talking, um, I think, is adorable and says a lot about why we do this podcast together. I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about it or... Oh, that'd be, we I'd, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> so we both loved the same special effects designer of horror films of the time, just before our monikers arose from. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were both following him online. And well, I, that would be Screaming Mad George, um, who I'm rep representing with my t-shirt tonight too. <laughs> <laughs> we are big fans of him. So 
I mean, got to talking and we have a lot in common and we have a passion for all things creepy. It was amazing just how much we had in common. Just just to have Screaming Mad George fandom in common alone is, <laughs> you know, it, just to be able to talk to somebody about something so special to me. And she got it. You know, she yeah. understood what I was saying. It wasn't just superficial knowledge. It was she understood the depth of how much I love this stuff. And she it, it, to have somebody to throw out anything at any time to and she completely understands what you're talking about in the world of horror. Any anything that I say, she understands immediately. And it's it was like, what what can we do with this best friendship? <laughs> Let's start a podcast. Nice. How uh, how long ago was this? Well, we've been friends for years. Mm -hmm. The nice. podcast didn't come to full fruition until last fall. Oh, no kidding. Oh, mm -hmm. so this has uh, been a, a, a recent occurrence. Yes. It was kind of like we were talking every day. And we were talking about these like niche topics. And we were like, people should talk about this. This is fun. And then one day we were like, I wonder if people would listen to our bullshit. And <laughs> I'll listen to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Like I was saying before we went went on live, um, you know, I listened to you know three of your podcasts, you know, earlier today. You know, the the uh, death becomes her uh, one, you know, review that you guys uh, conducted. Uh, wow, you know, tremendous research. You know, I had no idea. That whole that whole uh, you know um, idea was to be a script for Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, um, it's like I was saying before we started recording. All of this, it seems like we get on these tangents and we get on these runs of of ideas and and things that we love and that we want to express and share, and then it leads to something else, and yeah. that that got us deep into our love of Tales from the Crypt, um, Zemeckis in general, but Tales from the Crypt especially. And then, you know, we're bouncing stuff back and forth off of each other. And then we get to do all of these things for Chattanooga Film Fest. And they, they ask us to do a live script reading of the never made Tales from the Crypt film, Dead Easy, and with the producers, um, Cats and Bill Adler. And uh, like they're in this with us and we're like, wow, like all of this stuff just always seems to add up to something bigger and better. Cool. We're creating something big. Yeah, that's that's awesome, especially to see like um, an unproduced script come to life, you know, for for a real audience. You know, what, what a treasure. It was a lot of fun. We had a, we had a lot of fun with those voiceovers. Nice. Yeah. 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 Did you have like a. Uh, a full cast or was it uh, the producers kind of help, helping you out, fill out those roles? The producers played what, well, uh, Al Katz did one of the voices and then they had a whole lineup of uh, actors that came from productions they showed at Chattanooga Film Fest, lend their voices. And then uh, Liz, myself and her husband and a couple <laughs> other people that supported the film fest. It was a lot of fun and very funny. It that's really was heartwarming, surprisingly <laughs> heartwarming. <laughs> that that's so cool. Well, you know, and, and those those creative projects where you can gather so many people together, it's it's so endearing to kind of you know connect on on these creative projects, you know, like like that, and of course, you know, like the podcast too. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's uh, it, I love I love you know listening to you guys. Um, you know, I put it on while I was like working in the studio, um, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's so much fun to you know just to to listen to um, you, your guests, and and you know how everybody just you know loves uh, the genre. Um, it. What is yeah? Can I ask you? You know, what is the the audience response been for you? Overwhelmingly positive, yep. actually. Like we were really worried about that at first. <laughs> that was our. We were like, we love hearing ourselves talk, but will other people <laughs> love hearing ourselves talk too? <clears throat> right. So that it, it's been unreal. The the support that we have gotten. We started, like, it just never really dawned on us that we had so many friends in the industry. So we would have people reach out to us and say, hey, could we be on your show? And then we had people reach out to us that we completely admired that we did not know. <laughs> you know, just reach <laughs> out to us and say, hey, can we be on your show? It's it's unreal. That's that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, in, in such a short amount of time, too. Yeah. Well, I think what was cool was that we built up the like friendships and stuff that we had online with other people too so much over the years that we had a built in audience because we're both really into like, you know, what's cooler than meeting other people that are like minded online and actually having people that, you know, you talk to and understand you. So by the time we actually did the show, we'd already built such like a, a community of people to like talk to and that got excited for us. The nice. support we got was awesome. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and you guys are on the uh, yeah, different uh, time zones. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, uh, do you always meet up at uh, like horror conventions and film festivals? Is that um, usually when you see each other in person? We've only seen each other in person one time. In our entire well, we, year, in the years we, of friendship one time. We just met last week. For in person for the first time, <laughs> and it was well, like we didn't skip a beat. Like it I was just, just like we had always been around each other. It was oh. not weird or anything at all. It's just like we were supposed to be there, and we stayed in one hotel room together with our <laughs> husband. And it was like not weird. I just felt like I had roommates, just family. I yeah. Wow, I I wouldn't have uh, you know expected that. You you know. Um, yeah, in, in the podcast, you guys seem to be very supportive of, of each other. And uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's just the power of the internet, you know, being able yeah, to, to, sure. to you know, you know, bring uh, meaningful connections, uh, you know, together. And man, that's that's amazing. <laughs> so, it, so you've only met once and it was last week. That's that's yep. hilarious. <laughs> Oh my God. Please tell me that you guys watched a lot of movies together in, in that short period of time. Well, we were well, at the film festival. So. We were hosting movies together <laughs> okay. and introducing and doing Q and A's with filmmakers and, and actors together. We did watch some um, Tim Robinson. I think you should leave together. We were able to share some of that. That, that was great. I had never seen it. I, I, in my mind, everything that happened in that show was something that Liz said to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally have to see what it was. It's now part of my permanent lexicon. So. Nice. Oh, that's that's so cool. Yeah. Um, uh, my girlfriend and I we watched uh, part of the first season like you know a couple years ago. 
when it came first came out. Didn't think anything of it. And then we revisited like two weeks ago when the third season dropped and we can't get enough of it now. It's, <laughs> it's now, you know, it's, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of seasoned enough. It's aged well, mm -hmm. you know, and only a few short years uh, that, uh, that now it's, we can't, we can't live without it. I can't it's either. We can't like, it's just part of this household. So it's, it's, it's spilled onto her. And now she knows why now she's, she's like, Oh, it's not just things you say all the time. This is an actual show. Yeah. yeah. She told me it was a show and I'm like, sure it is. It's not just <laughs> oh my God. The, there's that, uh, I don't know if you, know, if you caught it, but there's that skit where, um, um, you know, Tim gets made up in uh, like uh, some really bad full body latex bodysuit and then goes into the mall. And Carl Havoc. To... Yeah, yeah. Carl <laughs> Havoc. That's right. And then uh, uh, as soon as that, that thing comes on, it's just uh, we're on the floor just dying of laughter. And it's no, it's, just... it's no matter how many times you've seen it. Yep. It's that funny every time you watch it. Carl has me like, I don't even want to be here. Like, just yeah. yes, yes. It. That is the one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We, we just lose it. And we're just like, Oh my God. You know, we, we can't watch this anymore unless we're near the toilet. I think we're going to lose all bodily function. <laughs> we can't figure it out. It just, you know, the, the kickoff with that line just kind of tickles us in such <laughs> a uncomfortable, hilarious way, you know, but Man, that yeah, that show is just absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, do you ever like uh, you know sit there? You know, well, we, we talked a, bit, a little bit about uh, like Death Becomes Her, and you know, one of my favorite genres when it comes to horror is the horror comedy. Yeah, sure. is is there anything uh, else that you know is doesn't necessarily get to defined as horror? You know, because yeah, Death Becomes Her. It's one of those that, you know, I think was considered a, a comedy first and, and, you know, had horror elements later. Um, is there any other, like, uh, you know, films out there that, uh, you know, uh, you would recommend needs to be reevaluated in, in such a way? Hmm. Um, There's a ton, actually. Yeah. Uh, like horror comedy is is such a broad spectrum like you could even put splat like splatter films like um, brain dead you could put that in a horror comedy my, my favorite horror film of all time is evil dead 2 and i definitely consider yes. that a horror comedy yes um, but things that are on like death becomes her has such a unique and and now we know it's just a it's one long tales from the crypt episode it has right. such a unique tone to when it. When you I, said splatter films, I thought you were going to say splash. That's kind of a horror comedy. We need to make that into a horror comedy, like where <laughs> Madison just eats everybody. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. It'd be more accurate with, you know, some some mermaid tales, you know? For sure. Um, mm. But, but yeah, at the same time too, like one of the ideas I, I keep thinking about is like when, when you're watching a movie is, yeah, especially like for somebody like Madison in Splash is, you know, she's that literal fish out of uh, water going through this city. I mean, and how horrifying is that? You know, it's like, yeah, it's funny because, you know, she's a fish out of water. It's like, but she's in a whole new world and these people are taking advantage of her. 
left and right. Um, I would argue even Tom Hanks's character, you know, is to some degree. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like there's there's elements there that uh, I think uh, you know uh, could be uh, could be you know further examined and, and discussed. Um, but but yeah, I would love to see you know a, uh, a flesh eating mermaid just go through <laughs> New York and just rip. You've seen rip the lore now. See Splash Two. Yeah, Splash yeah. Two. We yeah. We okay. So we write films Good. out in our like we just talk. We'll talk it out. We we've written an a uh, uh, Hellraiser sequel that is a sequel in line with uh, Breaking Two. It, it, like it just. How did we do that? How did we go from Turbo and the Ozone? Uh, what was it? They were restoring an old warehouse to to make their new dance studio, and they found yeah. a lament configuration in the wall. Like this is stuff that we talk about all the time, and we write these films. <laughs> I don't know how or or like so how cool. our brains smash so well, but they do. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that sounds amazing. You know, just taking an offbeat premise and we figuring just out how, mm -hmm. how it looks in. So when you say write these scripts, you, you, you talk these out, are you actually putting uh, you know pen to paper or you know typing away? Some no, of them some of I'm, them we do. <laughs> I write everything down. So I start kinda and I'm on planes all the time. So I sometimes I'm just like, that was a really good idea. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to hear these pitches. These sound sound great. Why isn't uh, Hollywood calling you guys? Exactly. I don't know. Somebody needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to hire us for their their new uh, Soska sisters. Yes. Uh, Soska I... sisters, but creepier. <laughs> I was thinking though, in my, I, I'm still thinking about horror comedies. Do we consider nothing but trouble? Yes. Horror comedy. Do we consider the Burbs? I was about comedy? to say yeah. when he brought up Tom Hanks, I was like, the Burbs is the example. Right. Those were the two things that popped in my head for you. And I was like, I wonder if she would consider those hard. See yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just, she gets it. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, yeah. Going from like the burbs and then to, to, you know, Joe Dante, also directed by Joe Dante, you know, Gremlins 2. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know, that one's a little bit more slapstick, but I get, that's got a special place in my heart. Um, you know. Those, oh, we love Gremlins too. Yeah. And then uh, what was the what was the the one uh, that uh, Alex Winter directed? Free, free, yeah, that's one that yeah of that era I still haven't seen, and um, you oh, know I keep wow. stills and the trailers always haunting me and stuff. It's so good, is it? It, oh. it is so good, and that is also uh, Screaming Mad George's oh, effects. That's one of the films that brought us together. Ooh, was no yeah. Have Have you ever reviewed that that film for uh, your podcast? No, but I'm writing that down right now because that <laughs> actually needs to go on our roster. See, I I love these discussions because you get the creative juices going, you know, and 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 we're now kind of seeing a, a little bit of you know how uh, how you guys you know kind of develop ideas and stuff, and, and hearing a little bit about that. Um, yeah, with. With the, the pitches, too, do you ever, like, uh, take an episode and just kind of read, like, one of your ideas or concepts? No, but I bet we could. 
maybe we should look into doing maybe we should or maybe we shouldn't because we might like get a knock on our door and a, a involuntary stay to a mental ward <laughs> well, i I think all you would get is a cease and desist. It was like, well, you're, you elevated that to the top shelf real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that would be awesome. Uh, Scott just chimed in, and uh, I think he really likes the mermaid idea. Tom Tommy's eats mermaid. mermaid. Oh, Tom. No, I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of, uh, you know, Madison eating Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom eating the mermaid makes it a lot more, like, hostile type. Like I, don't, we don't we don't want to go on that territory. Yeah, I don't. I mean, wanna, somebody I, could, but it, I don't think that would be us. Yeah, yeah. I guess Eli Roth needs a new hit. So you know, <laughs> really, here you go, Eli. <laughs> here you go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one for you. Um, yeah, the yeah the the yeah, in the last twenty years, yeah, I remember when like the the American torture porn movies, you know, Hostel, Saw was coming out it, you know for me that was that was some some rough stuff but uh you know as a result that was my entry point to like some of the japanese like takashi Miike films um do, do you ever find yourself like uh you know, digging deep in uh foreign films uh you know anything that tickles your fancy you want to go or you want me to go oh it doesn't matter i'm thinking so I'm a, a it, outside of horror. Akira Kurosawa is one Ooh. of my favorite filmmakers ever, yes. and um, I'm a sucker for a samurai. So yeah. um, anything on that vein of of uh, Japanese films, I mm. especially love. Um, Yojimbo is probably my favorite uh, of his films, if I had to pick. But it, foreign films for me. It, mm. Like when you go into foreign horror, yeah, uh, it's weird because Italian is obviously foreign horror, but I, I clump that all into everything else, I guess, because I'm so immersed in Italian horror that I don't consider it foreign at this point. But if I had to pick a, a pick a subset of foreign horror, it would definitely be Italian for me. Nice. It's also arguably like the largest collection. Yeah non-american horror films in one place so it makes sense that it wouldn't seem as foreign to us because we watch it all the time because there's such a broad category of it yeah um you know you know recently i've I've been introduced by a a friend of mine uh, Teresa mercado she she does a a film series called uh, scream screen in in town of, of all these uh, like obscure uh, italian uh, giallo uh, films and, and stuff and uh and even some really um you know not not bizarre but just you know wouldn't really think of them as giallo uh but american ones too like uh there was one with uh, lindsey lohan uh, i know who killed me by paul schrader mm-hmm. um and then uh, a few others that uh were just you know just fantastic in, in their aesthetic and in how they um you know convey you know these whodunits and stuff, and um, uh, so when it, when it comes to Italian, you know, horror movies, yeah, mostly what I knew was like you know the actual supernatural stuff, you know, in, in terms of uh, uh, like zombie films and um, um, what was it uh, Dario Argento uh, movies as well, 
So I, I had a really thin knowledge of, of the Italians, but, um, you know, it's always, you know, yeah, it's, it's always interesting to, to hear that, uh, yeah, they, they've got the, you know, the next biggest, you know, catalog of, of horror movies, you know, next to the U S. Um, and I always thought it was, you know, like more Asian, um, uh, to be that, but, but yeah, yeah. Thinking on that. Italians are kind of the way to go, wouldn't it? It's, it's definitely is with, with me. Yeah. I was like, I was obsessed with, once I realized who, what Lucio Fulci was, uh, mm -hmm. when I was a teenager, thanks to Rob Zombie, thanks to a concert oh, cool. where I saw, um, cool. a scene from Zombie and I had to ask people at, at the video store, what was this that I saw? Yeah. And I was able to dig deeper that way. That's like, I went through probably like 10 years of nothing but. Yeah. Searching out Italian horror films. Nice. Wow. That, and that was like that was like beginnings of internet days. <laughs> so that was not an easy task. Oh yeah. That God back then, and you're probably looking for everything on like a DVD. Yeah. Going showing up at Walden Books and getting the cult flicks and trash picks nice. book and you know, taking it home and hiding it in my bedroom and <laughs> searching out each movie. That, that's so cool. Uh, um, you know, uh, Kim, was that uh, kind of the same thing for you? Like, you know, kind of seeking out uh, a lot of Italian films? I think that, I mean, for a long time, it was just because there were so many of them in that time period when I was growing up in like the early 90s. There were so many available. I, again, didn't really like think of the Italian influence. But then I started thinking about how my exposure to Giallo was really with the 1992 American film Popcorn and how if you go backwards, that's like stage fright from Suavi, who he was influenced to make by his mentor, who was Argento. Um, so it's like going backwards into like opera to stage fright to Popcorn. And then I got totally lost in space thinking about that because that's also the order that I watch those movies, you know, Popcorn came first because it came out prime horror watching time for me, but it really is a giallo in that same vein of like stage fright. Nice. Oh, wow. That's, that's so cool. Uh, yeah. God, in, in the early nineties, yeah, you're, you're looking for a really obscure VHS tapes. Well, that was just what was available. I lived the, yeah. this, the video store near me was like a little closet. It was called the uh, video den on Edgemont Avenue in Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. But it was like so small, it was a closet and everything, all the horror boxes to me just looked so illuminated. Nice. So they were appealing and I had cousins that would rent movies to make me be quiet when they were babysitting me. And I got to watch whatever I wanted. So I got the brightest boxes or the most, I mean, spooky stuff's alluring. So I got the, the spooky alluring boxes. Yeah. Um, Wow, that's cool. Yeah, the you know the the big the big VHS you know art boxes uh, you know or the the art on there was just so attractive for those horror movies, especially mm -hmm. the horror movies. It seemed like, um, <laughs> yeah, we we got a little video store in my um, like rural town that I grew up in, uh, Kersey Video, and uh, you know we we had like just like two rows of horror. And, uh, yeah, not, not a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the most prominent thing, most, most beautiful co cover on there was the monster squad. So I rented Aww. that every, 
every week when I was, uh, God, how old was I? I think it was 11. So that was the only thing I could get away with over there. <laughs> Till mom and dad, you know, would drive me to, you know, the, the bigger city. And, and that's where they had the, the beautiful, you know, um, you know, large cases of really obscure stuff that I've never heard of until my dad introduced me to the, the toxic Avenger. And, uh, yeah, then, then B movies. Oh God. I loved B movies. Now we, we had, um, you know, I think, uh, you guys have, have met, worked with, uh, Lloyd in some capacity. Yeah. Nice. He's been on the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to have to go back and, and, uh, you know, catch that, uh, that interview, but, uh, we, we had him out here last, last year. And, uh, we, we saw that, uh, uh, trauma, uh, got kicked off of YouTube. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, there's that, uh, um, that, that sign up sheet to get signatures, to, to get trauma back on uh, YouTube. So to, to reach its audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and we have the links for that on our Instagram pages for people that want to sign okay. just because you you know, having freedom of expression is important, but also having the right to your own data because they won't even give them their videos back. Right. The videos are just gone. So that that's the most disheartening part for both of us is that these people have just lost their work. Oh my God. So um, we don't know, you know, what this will do, but we're hoping that it's something, it's something for, for Lloyd and, and the company to have. We're yeah. just over last time I checked today, we were just over a thousand signatures. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get that going. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After this broadcast, I'll be able to you know, add that link uh, into the comment section and, and get our, uh, have, uh, our viewers, um, you know, participate in that and, and uh, see if they can, if we, uh, we can help, you know, make that difference. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's definitely a form of uh, censorship. That's, you know, just absolutely infuriating. Um and, and for you know companies like trauma too, how else do you you really you know you know generate an audience? You you got to have that video content when you're a video company, a film company like that. And it it just breaks our hearts that this happened right at their fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, right. Just right. garbage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty infuriating. Um, shoot. Uh, you know, kind of reflecting on that, uh, can you uh, talk about your experiences, you know, working uh, or having Lloyd on, on your show and, uh, you know, meeting, because you guys have met him at uh, at shows before, right? Uh, I've, I've actually just met him recently because he comes to Monster Vegan in cool. Philadelphia, which is my favorite restaurant, but they, Troma does video showings there, so. Nice. Um, and he's just such an awesome guy who hangs out with a really just cool group of inspired people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I've always thought of him as, as like, uh, you know, my Roger Corman. I mean, mm-hmm. Roger oh, Corman's yeah. still around. he's amazing. And he's given, you know, way to, you know, the careers of such amazing, you know, filmmakers that have, you know, changed culture. But I, I would say that Lloyd has, has, you know, done the same, too. Mm-hmm. We do. We also have an episode on Roger Corman from one of our earliest <laughs> podcasts. It's about the Corman post-cycle uh, with our, our 
yeah, with our musician friend, Dennis Kahlo, who also does a really cool um, uh, theatrical collective with his wife where they have different media formats that they work in, including so like nice. film and podcasting. They're just, they're hilarious. And they're also just really cool. They're just Renaissance Art. people in general, <laughs> filmmakers, actors, musicians, you name it, podcasters. Oh, that's, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, so it sounds like uh, you guys uh, have been able to, you know, get access and, and work with uh, all kinds of amazing talent. What is there uh, an episode, you know, that uh, you would recommend uh, new listeners go and uh, and check out uh, first on your platforms? So we've had some amazing people on our podcast. I don't know if I can say the name of the episode. I was like, <laughs> on it. So go, go ahead. If it's a foul word, fucking do it. Actually, I should tell you, I think it's episode, I'm going to let Liz say it, though. Oh, okay. She'll do it. It's <laughs> episode four of Late Night Ghouls podcast. Nice. Stomach vagina. Stomach vagina. Wow. Okay. Well, that is our Videodrome episode. And I don't know why. And that was just the beginnings of things and us just fooling around. And, and we've, we've gotten such, such feedback on that one episode alone. So that, that might be a good gateway episode for people that are not accustomed to hearing us speak. Just to, to get a little, like, little taste of how we are. Nice. Uh God, I, I love Cronenberg, so I, I will have to also go back and, and check out that uh, that episode. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, such an interesting, you know, to talk about Cronenberg, yeah, it's, it's always nuanced. There's always amazing subtext going on, you know, with, with any of his works. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Everything everything is a blend of sci-fi, body horror, and dystopian, and just everything going on at one time he's he's one of my top three i would say favorite filmmakers mm, and uh one of the thing one of the other things that brought us together so <laughs> wow that's that's cool uh you can you tell us about uh you know some of the you know, next episodes you might have in store you know, what do we have to look forward to uh to late night ghouls I don't know if we can give away our secrets. Okay. I mean, we have a surplus. We have like so, <laughs> so many ideas that we actually can't get time to do them all. <laughs> we should start just marketing those. Like you have a podcast. We, we don't feel like doing this one. You, you can have this. <laughs> it. We'll write it for you. We have one um, out Friday. Um, that That's going to be really, really good and trauma related and uh, Mahoning drive-in. Um, affiliated as well they're about to have the trauma fest there not this weekend but next so uh with a with a guest from mahoning um that that also plays toxy his name mm -hmm. is jt he's awesome oh cool yeah, yeah that'll be awesome so uh de i'll definitely make sure to yeah to check that episode out and of course everybody that's listening out there make sure you check out that episode too and and of course the the cronenberg episode episode four uh, yeah, that sounds awesome yeah yeah um yeah uh, and of course I, I can't wait for you guys to to pitch your mermaid uh film i feel i feel like we, we've shopped that around pretty good uh tonight um but uh, uh do you have any you know you you mentioned trauma dance uh 
Will the two of you be uh, uh, hosting uh, any uh, film festivals in the near future? Um, we have, we're trying to make plans. We both work a lot. So we're trying to make plans for stuff to do in the fall, but um, whatever we do decide, I'm sure we'll announce repeatedly. <laughs> Whoever can listen, because I'll be so excited to hear again. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you usually, are you usually looking at uh, events on the, on the East coast or, or central uh, locations? Really doesn't matter. We're just we're 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 looking at things where it's it's going to be yeah. wherever we go, it's going to be beneficial on both ends. Mm -hmm. So that that's what we're looking at, and, and it's like she said, our schedules are insane. So cool. it's being able to finagle things to make it happen. Chattanooga Film Fest happened, um, and and that was amazing, and and uh, we're hopefully we can make that a, a an annual thing I, I i work for them <laughs> anyways so um hopefully we'll make that a that an annual uh late night goals spectacle well that that's cool the uh, uh out here we've got uh, the telluride horror show yeah in uh, the small town of uh telluride colorado you know nice you know pretty cool little mountain town um uh so i think we're going to be uh, attending that you know finally about an eight-hour drive from from Denver, uh, so that's maybe that becomes a little bit of a trip, but uh, that, that's definitely one uh, that uh, yeah I, I'd recommend uh, looking into for out, out here. But uh, when it when it comes to like uh, horror uh, culture, not horticulture, um, uh, you know, what what has been your experience with like uh, horror conventions? Um, and, and the like. Have you found them you know, to be pretty endearing with endearing, I should say, with uh, uh, attendees, um, or is it you know kind of a, a mixed bag? We just uh, did a an episode with um, the, uh, the filmmakers of the film Once and Future Smash, and wow. yep. they it, it's their their capture of con culture on that film is pretty perfect. And it's, it's just, I'm, I'm, I live with a con culture person. Like nice. I, I, it's, it is very endearing because it's, 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 it's exciting. You get to yeah. go, you get to meet people, you get to see, not only do you get to meet your, your idols basically, you know, and, and talk to them, have things signed, have your memorabilia signed you're seeing people that you know in the horror community online too. People right. you've probably never met in real life or that you maybe only get to meet in real life at those cons. So right. that it's, it's very, it's a, it's a, it's a family type atmosphere. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Uh, Kim, yeah. Has your experience been, been the same? I, I don't know if you, you attend uh, too often. Well, it's also what she was saying about seeing people in person, but I usually require at least a one-year buffer before I can have somebody randomly <laughs> walk up to me online and tell me, I know you from the internet. <laughs> so the element of surprise got me a few times. Nice. <laughs> start making a contract. This is a one-year clause. You right. cannot approach me in real life. I'm very awkward, and I will probably like, shoot up in the air like Bugs Bunny. 
<laughs> I I know the feeling. I, I run a convention and I still have anxiety issues. Too. So, yeah. I, I think uh, I think we need to walk around with like yeah, disclaimers on the backs of our shirts, you know, that would nobody startle us. Yeah. Startles now, easy, easily. Yeah. Very, yeah. very <laughs> Maybe like a like a little yeah, you know, cut out, you know, cardboard cutout of a you know thought bubble. And it's like we'll startle easy, please uh, please do not <laughs> I not feel like being a horror addict exposed me to an early age of being scared by myself. And yeah. I, 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 uh, ferberized myself to it. And then trying being scared in public because you're startled is like a totally different thing. And I'm just not ready for that. Right. I can watch whatever movie I want all day long, but being scared in public, I'm just going to bolt. The whole sure. ball game. No, <laughs> I totally understand that. Um, yet, uh, yeah. You know, you know, working in, in, in that, um, you know, and, and providing content too uh, that you do with the, the podcast and, and then hosting shows. Is there something like at at, um, uh, at screenings and at uh, horror conventions that yeah, you would love to see uh, that nobody's really doing? Hmm. I I appreciate screenings at cons. Um, Cinema Wasteland will do a really great job of, of putting together um, screenings and, and events where you can, uh, the, I haven't been in so long, but um, one that they did in particular that stands out to me is when they, they screened Martin, Romero's Martin. Right. And um, it, it was amazing. And they had Tom Savini in attendance and, and uh, members that were still alive of the the cast and we're able to really talk through things that like for me and horror fans, you know, that that's what I want as a horror fan is I want to learn more and I want to know what happened. And I want to know um, goofy stories from, you know, working on the set, stuff like that. Yeah. And that that's a lot of fun to me. I'm, I'm not so much. A, I mean, I am a collector, but I'm not so much a, collector i like to go and and look at artwork mm -hmm. so that i do appreciate is other people's artwork but like going in and buying trinkets and stuff like that i, I can i can i can i don't want to say i can do without i appreciate it and i will find things but i, I like being immersed in film so when yeah. i go to cons i want to be immersed in something with film yeah, we get a lot of compliments, like what you said about uh, knowing some of the backstory to everything. But I feel like we like how people read tabloids. We just sit around and read like horror backstories for fun and just right. like that ability. To, like it's it's like looking for that encyclopedia you know you should have had in the secret bookcase. Like right. that's that's the encyclopedia set I wanted, and I just have to go all over the internet looking for it and then tell someone about it. So. Someone she and I were, were the kids that were watching the Gorgon back interviews on the videos. And, and we were watching the, the full moon featurettes. Like we were the ones that wanted that on the VHS mm -hmm. and the film. So like, I, I want to learn, I want to know more. And I would appreciate that so much more in cons. Although, you know, it's not, I have to remember, it's not about me. And there are people that, like I said, I live with one that love trinkets and things and want to, and, you know, 
want to go and buy things and that's great too. Commerce is a great thing, especially for small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. No, that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kim, Liz, yeah. Thanks very much for, for being so generous with your time. Yeah. Our, our time's just about up. Um, you know, is there something that uh, we haven't touched up on that, that you would like to comment on? No, I think I'm good. We've, we've got a new episode coming out Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so just look for us on all major streaming services and Buzzsprout. That's our base. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so for everybody that's uh, that's tuning in right now, uh, we've got the, the Buzzsprout uh, uh, link that's uh, streaming down below. Make sure to get a screenshot of that. And uh, yeah, head over there and and just yeah, dive right into uh, uh, to late night ghouls uh, podcast. It's it's very enriching. It's uh, you know it, it's incredibly endearing. Uh, you, you guys do such an amazing job, and uh, and you do so much amazing research. So yeah, me as a fan, you know, the, uh, thank you so much for for coming on the show, and uh, of thank course. You. I can't wait to hear your original stories and your original film pitches too. So <laughs> let, let us know when you do that, you know, those episodes. Well, we are proof that if you want to start a podcast with your best friend and you think nobody will listen, we're proof that someone will. So we're also, you. <laughs> that's the big thing. We're proof of when you do something and you think nobody's going to listen to this. They are going to listen to this. Watch what you say. That's right. Don't say yeah. stomach vagina. <laughs> stomach vagina. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. What a great visual. <laughs> Don't say a stomach vagina because we're going to copyright it. That's why it's our favorite favorite thing to say. Very, very good. I, I, you know, I can't wait for that short story. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Jason just chimed in. We got word. I've got uh, three or five movies to go check out. Sweet. Awesome. Nice. Thanks, Jason. Um, yeah. Uh, again, yeah, it's, it's been a, a, a privilege, you know, having you come on and being able to, to chat with you and, and learn all the cool things that you guys are doing and, and how you're connecting the, the horror community uh, as well. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, absolutely uh, awesome. And, and everybody that's tuning in tonight should go and check out, the late night ghouls on all your podcast platforms. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for being so generous with your time. Uh, ladies, uh, stick around for a few minutes while, while we sign off. But uh, again, I uh, want to say uh, thanks to our audience for uh, tuning in. And of course, our sponsors to Mutiny Information Cafe. If you're going to start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. And of <laughs> course, uh, to... Uh, uh, Hellfire Entertainment, thanks for rebroadcasting us on your social media, uh, Groovy TV, and of course, uh, Alien Donut Films and uh, Angela Joseph uh, Productions to Bill and Angela, uh, respectively. Thanks for all your support and uh, my producers that put up with me, Lily Fisher, Amanda Armstrong, Stephen Santa Cruz. Thanks so much, guys. And to everybody out there, hey, uh, be good, be kind, help each other out during tough times, and stay spooky, my friends. Till next time.